Welcome back to Happy Brain. My name is Sean Block. I am so excited that you're here today. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been around a while, welcome back. I really appreciate you. So I want you to think about the last time an event, a situation, a person that triggered you and left you feeling that negative and perhaps destructive mindset. How helpless did you feel? Well, our guest has had that feeling of hopelessness and he is going to share his skills that he has learned and how he's built up his mental fitness to help avoid those negative feelings and those feelings of hopelessness. Colin C. Thompson, he's a certified positive intelligence coach. And by the end of today's episode, you'll learn some more about his personal journey and some tips to build your mental fitness, including starting small. You don't have to run a marathon the first day, right? You start small and you build up. So I want you to sit back, enjoy, improve your mental fitness, improve your relationships, increase your peace of mind. Who doesn't need that in today's world, right? And you will have increased ability to maintain a positive mindset thanks to Colin's wisdom today. So let's get right into the episode. Enjoy. Cheers. I'm here with Colin all the way from Shanghai. It's Monday. It's the next day, uh, 9.30 a.m. So we're recording this on a Thursday. So it's Friday morning there. Is that right? It, it's Friday morning. And this morning, I'm trying to decide whether or not today my mind will be my best friend or my worst enemy. So far, my mind is being my best friend. So it start, the day starting out great. So today, we're kind of focusing on like mental fitness is one of our topics. This is a happy brain show. For that. So just quickly, how did you begin that transition? Like you're a corporate person, you're a professional, you're traveling all the world. What made you kind of switch and think about getting into coaching? It was started actually back in the US. It goes back to, you know, being the son of immigrants. There's a certain thing called the immigrant mindset. And the immigrant mindset is, look, for some reason, the United States is a land of milk and honey. If I can get my family from this country to the U.S., we're going to make it. So a lot of times, immigrants, people who move to the U.S., once they get there, they do well because they work hard their entire life to get there. So they have that hungry mindset. My parents raised us like that. When we got to the U.S. being black, it wasn't. Until, I, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky. And that's the first time I was about eight years old that I realized being black is different because in Kentucky, there were neighborhoods you don't go to. It was just different. There were things there was, okay, being black, here is a structure that you can you can you can have. Now, my friends in high school, they had this limiting belief of what they can do. We didn't have that in my household. We believed that as long as you go to go to school, study hard, do good, you can achieve anything. But my friends had that, well, if you're black, you can't really do A, B, and C. Be it right, be it wrong. So I would always tell the man, don't believe that. You can do whatever you want to do. So I've always had that motivational side to me. And luckily, I was, I'm was i the youngest of six, six kids, which means I'm good in sports because they used to always keep my butt in sports. So luckily, I got to, uh, to university on a wrestling scholarship. And I'd always be the team captain motivating my team. So I was a big motivator. The whole time, left big motivator. In IBM, in about 2015, 2016, and through the time, I would find that I motivate somebody on Monday. And then, Sean, I'll tell you what, 
They come back to me on Friday to be motivated again. Motivation doesn't last. So I knew that I knew I could help you today, but not long term. In 2016, with IBM, they internally they asked me to put on one more hat and become an internal coach and coach some new leaders and coach some people who are coming at, coming here to learn how to adapt and work in this culture. Once I learned how to coach, start coaching, it changed a lot of things because whereas motivation, it wanes, it goes away. With coaching, you're staying with somebody as they gain momentum to achieve their goal. You're with them as they go from step one, step two, step three, step four. So it's not about motivating. And that was like a game changer for me. Luckily, in 20, 2018, I my role was moving to Beijing. And <laughs> my wife said, we're not moving to Beijing. So I took a I took a little opportunity to bet on myself and I opened my own consulting, coaching, training company here in Shanghai. And I've been going going ever since. You you mentioned motivation versus kind of a longer term program. Is it and we hear that all the time. You can't like you said, you can't motivate somebody once. So do you do you believe in like slow growth, learning little things at a time over a period? Is that the most effective way to get somebody to make changes as a coach? I, I don't know about learning, but I believe in this. I believe in changing small and changing often. So when people are trying to accomplish something, you know, it, it's, it's very interesting. If you look at, if you try to go to the gym on January 1st, every parking lot is going to be taken up. But go back to the same gym February 1st. You can park anywhere you want. So sometimes when people want to take on these goals, they go in it with a lot of enthusiasm, but they go try to do too much too often. So I tell people, don't try to, run the marathon day one, okay? Go out, run one mile, walk one mile. So it's more change small and change often. Try something small, get that little win and change often. And it goes back to also how you develop your mental fitness. So, so Sean, if I asked you, how would you define physical fitness? I would say like being able to get up, uh, like run or move without a lot of effort, just not being out of breath, just feeling, I don't know, having energy. Exactly, exactly. And a key thing, if you're in good physical fitness, not running out of breath. So if you're going to run five miles and you're in good physical fitness, at in the five miles, you may be breathing a little hard, but you're okay. That same five miles, if you're in poor physical fitness, after one mile, your legs starting to get heavy. You're starting to breathe hard. After two miles, you're starting to say, what did I get myself into? After three miles, you're saying, I'm not going to make it. Perhaps by the time, if you get to five miles, you may be walking, but you're going to be really, really worn out. That's the same five miles that if you're in good physical fitness, it really didn't impact you. But to get to good physical fitness, you have to train over time. Mm. Our mental fitness is the exact same thing. When we look to improve our mental fitness, a lot of times we want to take on things that are very heavy for us. And I say, no, 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 don't do that. Take on things that are smaller. So for example, if 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 road rage is your thing and road rage really ticks you off, don't say to yourself, tomorrow, no matter what happens, when I'm driving to work, I'm not going to get upset. Don't start there. It might be too heavy. Start with a little pet peeve. And pet peeves are things that get you upset, but maybe only for five or 10 minutes. Start there and say to yourself, the next time, the next time my wife leaves the toilet seat down, I'm not going to get upset. Okay. No matter what I see in the bathroom, <laughs> no matter what I see in the bathroom, I'm not going to get upset. And then once you're able to not get triggered by that, move on to a bigger thing. Because our mental fitness is nothing more than our ability to get through this thing called life while maintaining a positive mindset. So a lot of times, as you mentioned, changing, 
change small. Try to try to not get triggered by something small. And then once you're able to get over that, go a little bigger, a little bigger. And just like training for that five mile race over time, you'll be able to take on bigger things and maintain positive mindset. Well, one of the things that resonated with you that you wrote were talking beforehand, you had watched one of our episodes or listened to one of our episodes with Dr. Annie White. And she did this simple thing like uh, doing thank you statements every day for you know a certain period of time. And that seems to me kind of similar to what you're talking about, right? Building up things slowly. Why did that resonate with you? And then I know you had a tip similar related about getting compliments. How, how do those two relate? Right. So I think the thank you one, I think that's very powerful because what that does it takes the spotlight spotlight off of ourselves and puts it on other people. And it sort of feeds into the, the we're going to talk about, about accepting compliments. But when you thank somebody, you're showing your appreciation. You're really showing that, that you value their contribution in, in whatever way. So if you're, if you're thanking somebody every day, you should be saying thank you to somebody because it does two things. It makes them feel good. And if you if you're being honest and really appreciate them, it should make you feel good as well. Mm. And so then you were saying, well, Sean, one of the tips I wanted to share was, and maybe it's about this mental fitness, maybe a small thing you can do every day or is learn how to accept compliments. Why does that have anything to do with mental fitness? Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sean, if I, if I told you an apple a day keeps the doctor away and it's true, if eating one apple a day keeps the doctor away i'll tell you what sean several people will still need a doctor <laughs> because even though it's easy to do for some reason people won't do it so we don't know why things that are easy to do people won't do we just know that some will and some won't so when people typically when people get a compliment they'll do three things i call it the three d's to get a compliment the first thing they'll do if for example my, my wife is notorious for this okay so if i say honey wow you really look good in that red dress she'll say oh this old thing is nothing mm. so the first thing she's going to do is deflect a compliment right and sort of push the compliment away and say this old thing or oh, it's nothing the second thing she, she's going to do, she's going to deny the person. She, she's, going to, she's going to deny me the ability to give her a compliment by saying, oh, this old thing is nothing, no big deal. So now she's saying that my, my compliment to her is not accurate. Okay. And finally, what that does, the third D, it destroys the intent of a compliment. So first she'll deflect the compliment by saying, no, no, no. She'll deny me, the person, the ability to actually compliment her. And then she'll destroy the intent of the compliment. And it's very important because people do that because they don't think they're worthy of the compliment. Now, in some cultures, they say, be modest, say, no, 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 I don't believe in that. People are complimenting, and, and the assumption is that people are complimenting you because, and they're being, they're being honest when they compliment you. They're not complimenting you just to do it and not mean it. So the best way to receive a compliment is to lean into it totally. And I, I'll tell you what I mean. And I, I do this all the time. And initially people are shocked because people don't do this, but after a while they get used to it. So Sean, just give, give me any compliment. I, I really like just your presence today. You just, you just seem like excited and happy to be here. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I feel excited. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. You know what? I am excited and I am happy to be here. 
right? And so, so, so what I just did right there, I leaned into the compliment. I, I, I said, I agreed with you and said, yes, I am happy to be here. It's great, right? And that gives you that one it gives you opportunity as as the person giving a compliment to feel good that you actually it was received, right? I'm agreeing with it. I'm agreeing with it. Now, what I would do at the end is I would say thank you for the compliment, and if necessary, I would give you a compliment back if necessary, right? But sometimes when you give one back, it may seem a little, a little, a little fake. So saying thank you is enough. But the main thing here is leaning into it. For example. Colin, a, a nice shirt. Your shirt is nice, right? I, I like this shirt. I do. I look in it. So whatever compliment they give you, repeat that same compliment and fully, fully, fully accept it. And I'll tell you what, if you do this every day for just one week, you'll be surprised at how, how better you feel because you're leaning into it and you're agreeing with what somebody's saying about you in a positive way. Is this one way that you're building your mental fitness? Now, this is one way I maintain it. Mm-hmm. I worked hard over the past two years to to get to a point where it's hard to trigger me. Um, only people I care about deeply can trigger me. <laughs> my wife and my, my wife can trigger me, but everyday situations no longer trigger me because I'm more mindful of it. I'm, I'm coaching on that as well, so I'm more mindful of of I, I enter I enter into things. And here's what here's, here's a little mind hack as well. Um, if you work with somebody who's difficult. Okay, I'll give an example. I work with somebody who is difficult. He pushes buttons. Okay, now to 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 on his side, he doesn't push my buttons. He pushes everybody's buttons. Okay, so I know when we go on a call, he's gonna do some things to push my buttons. So Sean, what I do is I say, okay, I'm going to the gym today, and he is my personal trainer. Okay, because when I get on a call with him, I say no matter what he throws at me. I will not get triggered. So instead of going in there saying, oh man, I'm about to get upset. No, 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 no. This is my opportunity to practice my ability to maintain a positive mindset despite what he's doing. And if we go into each day like that, it turns into a positive challenge. No matter who cuts me off in traffic, no matter what happens, no matter if the toilet seat is down, I'm not going to get triggered. So it now turns into a competition and a challenge as opposed to saying, oh gosh, I know this guy's going to piss me off and it's going to be a long meeting. So, okay. So is that an example, that skill right there, is that an example of, of building your mental fitness? Because here's what I think of when I hear about mental fitness. I always talk about on the show, like having a toolkit, you know, using all these different things to build, like learning mindfulness, learning journaling, learning gratitude, all these things to kind of build up your skills. When you talk about mental building up your mental fitness, we're not going to run to to build that up. What kind of things are you talking about to start building that up? Okay. So again, going back to mental fitness, it's strictly our ability to maintain a positive mindset. Okay. So so I say to not get triggered, mm-hmm. to not get triggered into getting upset. And there are several things that, that you can do. The easiest thing to do is 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 being mindful of what triggers you. Right. So for example, if you know that a certain, I'm going to go back to driving, right? If you know that in the morning when you drive to work, you get triggered by, by, by being cut off. Then before you get into the car, be mindful and say, okay, let me go ahead and, and think about what happens when somebody cuts me off. I usually feel the heat rising very quickly. My middle finger almost comes up by itself. And then you say to yourself, next time it's not going to happen. Now it may take three or four times before you're able to actually 
not get triggered. But you're being mindful of saying to yourself, I'm not going to do it. So that's one way of trying to start being mindful by saying, okay, what usually triggers me, I'm not going to trigger me. But again, don't start with that 10 miles day one. Start with something very, the dog poo-pooed on the carpet again, okay? Don't get upset. Start there. Because it's very important that you build up your, you build up your, your, your ability to maintain a positive mindset over time and each little each little win you have sort of compounds and compounds and compounds and compounds so and again accepting every compliment also helps as well all these different like toolkits there are all these different tools you or, or tricks you can do to hack your mind so to speak to maintain a positive mindset now we we talked in the beginning or before we even pressed record that you know you're you do marathons you said i think you'd in your bio, you said you did triathlons. So that's a way of measuring your physical fitness, right? That you can run a marathon. You've actually done so much work and you help so many other people. How do you measure your mental fitness? Is it the ability to do the things you're talking about, like being able to um, you know, have a positive mindset, things like that? How do you know that Colin is mentally fit? Well, so a couple, couple of things there, right? So I'll answer that last question first. How I know I'm mentally fit is just how I go by every day. Because I know when I'm in a good mood and in a bad mood. I know if I'm in a bad mood, how long I'm in a bad mood. So I can tell you that I am a much, much calmer person. And my wife actually complimented me a few months ago. I said, Colin, you just don't get upset that much anymore. And I said, yes, it's working. Because <laughs> as a as a coach, as a coach, it's hard for me to coach people on how to maintain a positive mindset if I can't do it myself. So I pride myself on on saying, you know what, and and, and it's a little ego. This this M effort, excuse me, this M effort is does not have the power to get me upset. Mm. I would not let him get me upset. So part of his ego as well, saying this situation, this person can't get me upset because my my, my I've been working too hard on maintaining my, my my positive mindset. You asked a great question about marathons and running, and and you mentioned that the marathon is is the physical side. Well, I, I got to tell you. There is a major, major mental side as well. If you notice a lot of people when they run, they run with music or podcasts or something in their, in their ears. And they do that because they need to be distracted while they're running. Because when they're running and they get tired, they think about, oh my gosh, I'm tired. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And that aspect is the mental side, not the physical side. Because when you're, when you're a lot of times when you're saying you're tired, you're not really tired. You're telling yourself you're tired. So there is a big, mental side. But Sean, what I'm doing, I turn 50 next month. And uh, I, I pride myself on doing things that that make me, that initially have me intimidated. So on my birthday next month, I'm running 50 miles in one go. So typically on my birthday, I'll, I'll run my age in, in miles on my birthday, but I'll go out for four hours, run, come back home, rest for a few hours, go out, run, rest for a few hours. And I'll do that between 24 and 48 hours, so one or two days. This year, though, I'm doing it in one go. And the training itself, the training itself is very, very intimidating. For example, tomorrow I got to do 32 miles. And the, the it's not the physical, Sean. It's the it's the mental. The, the Being able to tell, tell yourself, okay, I know it's going to be painful. It, it, it's not fun. There, there's nothing fun about it. Even when you're running, you're not having fun. But being able to maintain a positive mindset while you're out there is very, very important. Now, I remember years ago when I, I, I'd run and I'd get tired, I, I, I said to myself, I'm tired, and I'd be miserable for the next hour because I don't think about being tired. But now I'm able to say, okay, I'm tired, but so what? And I can think about, 
what I got to do tomorrow. I can think about family, whatever. It's very different because the mindset isn't isn't going into a negative place. So, Sean, what I'm doing though is I'm doing a movement this year. I'm I'm recruiting people to join this movement, and it's, it's three things for the movement. The first part is the the mental the mental fitness aspect, right? So, Sean, I'm asking people to join the movement and think about something that intimidates them physically. So, for for example, if you say, you know what, running around my block ten times makes me feel nervous. In that case, I want you to commit to running around your block 15 times to really, really deal with that mental mental nervousness and say to yourself, okay, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to do it. The second part is the physical side. You say to yourself, well, physically, I'm going to be tired. My body's going to hurt. That's fine. I want you to do something that's going to physically task, tax you. So when you're finished, once you've finished that 15 times around the block, you feel great. You feel, wow, I did it. I will join your movement. I will join your <laughs> movement and I will, I will give and um, I won't, well, I won't, it's not a charity and that's, I'm not going to donate. I'm going to give my time to your, project, to your project, to your project. Colin, is there anything else that you want to share with us in terms of mental fitness? I know you've talked a lot about positivity here, mental fitness. You've given us some, some tools to use or anything else that you wanted to leave us with today. One last thing is, Try to give at least three compliments to other people each day because that just pays it forward. It, it, it just really just pays it forward. Now, be 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 authentic when you're giving compliments. Don't be fake, but it really pays it forward because as good as you feel getting compliments, let somebody else feel that awesomeness as well. So so, so that, that's it. And finally, um, if they go to my website, there is a, a free giveaway, which are um, five tips to build up your your mental fitness and i believe you'll have that in the show notes as well so a free free giveaway five tips to build up your mental fitness yeah i downloaded it and uh i, I looked at them i think mindfulness was definitely one of them <laughs> like yeah. being awareness and stuff yeah sure. absolutely colin it's so great that you gave her gave your time i really appreciate giving us your tips and and your positivity and i'm i'm complimenting you on being such a great guest Hey, hey, you know what? I agree. Um, I'm I'm a good guest. So <laughs> awesome. and thank you for being a good host. I really appreciate it, Sean. This, this is fun. I really appreciate it. And thank you for saying that I'm a good host. I am. And I agree with you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.